in brightest day, in blackest night. No flavor can escape my sight, for those who worships good foods might. Beware my power, the colonel's might. We're talking about KFC Green Lantern across the universe. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to your new favorite show. My name is Drew, and for some reason today, we are talking about one of the wildest comic crossovers that I have ever come across. Kentucky Fried Chicken, Green Lantern, Across the Universe. This is a real thing that happened. It was a single issue released in 2017, but I cannot do this alone. I need my good buddy Miles to back me up. Miles, how are you, friend? So as far as this week's episode's concerned, I'm a little perplexed. Um, I'm not sure how much we're going to get out of uh, a single uh, issue of this uh, questionable crossover. Uh, So I wanted to take a quick moment because you and I both did something uh, in the nerd realm this week. Uh, that we have been talking about doing for a, a long time and that we both bought steam decks yeah we got the we're, we're deck dudes now yeah um i we took advantage of that 10 percent spring sale <laughs> that they did and i i have to say one i was really impressed at this point because I ordered it on a Friday and got it on a Wednesday. I think you got yours on a Tuesday. Yeah, it was like, like they were when when you bought it, it's like, all right, it'll be delivered in uh, one to two weeks. And I got it in two days and I was like, yes! yeah, it, <laughs> it was. It's great. But I I have uh, very much loved my experience. Obviously, you know, uh, it's a treasure trove if you're into some retro gaming. So that might be uh, keying into what we do in the further future yes. uh, of this show for sure, because I have been, I have been mining that, that sweet, sweet, sweet deal. Um, and I, 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 well, I said just first impressions. I think it's a fantastic little machine. I am pretty into it. Um, yeah, I, I've, I've been really, really impressed. Uh, I haven't played anything too powerful yet just because that's not what I've felt like playing, but uh, I haven't really had any real issues so far. I haven't either. I haven't really played anything too powerful either. I played uh, the uh, Aperture Science uh, uh, desk mm, job yeah. game, which yeah. is so much fun. It's really, really funny. Um, and 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 in that great Aperture Science uh, way that they do things, uh, obviously a spinoff of the Portal games and whatnot. Um, which is a blast. But other than that, I because I don't have a PC to play games on, I haven't really bought a game on Steam in a while. So it's kind of been interesting to go back and like look at Steam again <laughs> and get into Steam in a way that I haven't in years, which has I, been kind of I fun. Get, I get a lot of like the horror indies and stuff. Um, I don't play a ton on my PC. For me, I stopped playing regularly on my PC around the time I got into college 
And outside of like my brief dalliance with like WoW and Rift and stuff like that, I I just haven't done a ton of like real PC gaming. I've I've often been a console player. And I mean, I'll still play my consoles. This I'm definitely going to be able to buy some of the bigger games to play handheld and a lot of the indies that come out to PC first. Um, and then a lot of games that I just haven't been able to play for. I mean, th- there's such a huge library of games that I've bought over the last 15 years that I now have at my disposal, which is is great. Uh, I redeemed although, a bunch of I redeemed a bunch of games from Humble Bundles that I got for one particular thing and then forgot mm-hmm. that, oh, I've got that game and I've got that game and I've got that game. Install, install, install. And yet I still have and, and still most of my deck time so far has been playing Stardew Valley and Vampire Survivors, which are two games that are not really going to push the hardware. And I mean, well, first game I played was Tatsunoko versus Capcom for the Wii. Well, let's, you know, nobody's listening to this to, to shut us down. We're talking about emulation. Because uh, I definitely played some some other games as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's gonna it's gonna fuel future episodes of the podcast. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, if we if, if they let me buy these games now, that would be a different conversation. So, nah, don't feel bad. Um, but let's talk about speaking of uh, ruthless capitalism. Let's talk about this week's uh, <laughs> crossover here between yeah. Kentucky Fried Chicken. Although I don't think they're allowed to call it that anymore. They call it's it just KFC. KFC. It's just KFC now. Um, so. It's important to note that this is not the Colonel's first dalliance with the DC universe. Uh, he <laughs> uh, he had uh, uh, teamed up with the Flash and Green Lantern for uh, to to go up against uh, the evil Colonel in uh, uh, a tale of two cur- a tale of, uh, the Colonel of two worlds. Excuse me, the Colonel of two worlds. Mm-hmm. And then that was followed up uh, the next year uh, by uh, Crisis of Infinite Colonels, which was a fun like Colonel multiverse issue. And uh, of course, here we are. We're, we're in 2017 when this comes out, uh, which is a year after the, the prior prior book. Uh, Colonel Sanders, Green Lantern. <laughs> I just I can't, man. This book is so wild. Um, these were all released for free as part of the uh, free comic book day, uh, but they really just served as KFC promotional materials. Uh, but they served as KFC promotional materials in some of the most fun ways possible. And I almost wish that we had gone and read uh, uh, Crisis of Infinite Kernels as well, just to see all of the kernels that they introduce in that book. I, I know. I know one is an actual chicken. Um, one is an actual chicken. One is like a sci fi like world of tomorrow kernel. Um, of course, there's the evil kernel from Earth three, because in the DC universe, Earth three is like the evil universe that has Ultraman and Superwoman and not that Ultraman. Um, Owlman and yeah, uh, there's a there's what appears to be a bizarro kernel, which is just. Uh, Miles, we're going to shut down the podcast for 10 minutes while we go and read this book. <laughs> no, so but, but, he, he, here's here's the the weird split I had about reading this comic. Uh, on one hand, I, I loved the the childish absurdity of it. I loved that I was reading a 
comic book crossover uh, that felt like a real DC comic book that that was starring a fast food mascot. But underneath that, that childish veneer was this weird, creepy advertising campaign that kept coming up in this book <laughs> that really felt kind of dystopian to me. <laughs> It, it was a very it's a it's a very weird reading experience because on one hand i'm like this is hilarious this is very fun and then the colonel says something and i'm like oh this is this is kind of dark well <laughs> it's especially interesting when you when we talk about what the point of this book is so miles are you familiar with the kfc zinger <laughs> you know i am well you are you are definitely after reading this book but were you aware of it before Oh, yeah. Uh, one of my former jobs where I worked for almost a decade, there was a KFC across the street. I am familiar with the Zinger. <laughs> so the KFC, KFC has had the Zinger sandwich since 1984. But it was not available in the United States until 2017. Yeah, there's there's a lot of weird stuff. I mean, we want to go on weird fast food stuff around the world we could we could we could have a podcast well, someone wants to uh someone wants to know, sponsor all this travel we will eat sponsor some sponsor some travel for the more you nerd we'll eat some um, some foreign fast food oh that's the dream but no um so i i remember when the zinger uh came because i was still working at my former place of employment and i mean they they offered it pretty decent deal so like it was always like a side thing that i would get like at least once a week with with my regular wings like, I, I had a zinger quite frequently. Back then. <laughs> so, well, uh, I'm, I may as well call you Larflees for the amount of zingers that you were eating. But uh, probably. But the but as part of this campaign for KFC to introduce the zinger to the United States, because it was basically pretty much everywhere. It was in the UK. It was in Australia. It was sold in India and in KFCs in India. It just wasn't in the United States. And so to take advantage of this, they decided to put out this this comic where the colonel has teamed up with Ferris Aerospace to send Zinger sandwiches, not just around the planet, but across the universe. Yeah. And so at first you're like, oh, that's that's fun. And he talks about, oh, there's there's hungry people all across the galaxy and in other dimensions. And your first you're like, oh, this is a, a philanthropic, you know, endeavor. No, it is not. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> He sees the source wall. I was like, we should put a billboard on that. And I'm, I'm like, no, no. I'm honestly angry. They didn't show us an image of the source wall with a billboard on it. I'm I'm angry. They didn't like briefly have the orange lantern ring go to him. Um, <laughs> as much as he's talking about actually that whole we'll, we'll talk about that aspect. The Larfley stuff was honestly phenomenal. But uh, and, and it's also important to know the Zinger is basically a chicken sandwich It is a basic chicken sandwich with it some. Is a, it is a spicy chicken sandwich for the record. It is a quote unquote spicy chicken sandwich. It has basically some spicy ranch or whatever on it. It, is, it has a mildly. I, I would not even classify it even close to the Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich. It's not. It has a zing to it, but it doesn't have a spice. I mean, the and Wendy's I spicy chicken that. sandwich is top tier, so you can't really argue. It's great. I love the I love the Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich. Um, 
it, I, mean, I, would, I don't consider almost any fast food chip spicy sandwich spicy because it's not. It's not. Um, but the the zinger, the zinger was a, a fun little sandwich. It was a good handheld, uh, tender. And it's, I mean, a very simple chicken sandwich. Didn't set the world on fire. It certainly didn't set KFC on fire. It was a basic part of their menu for, for I guess, I think it's still on there. Um, I yeah, can't I didn't look up whether it was, they, I didn't look it up whether it was still on there. Did it? Did I the zinger really survive the chicken sandwich wars? Miles? Well, so I, I didn't know if it <laughs> if it got replaced when they started putting out like quote unquote proper chicken sandwiches to when they entered the foray with Popeyes and stuff. Um, which Popeyes chicken sandwich is great. So um, Popeyes spicy chicken sandwich is great. Their regular chicken yes. sandwich, I don't really particularly it's, like. It's it. fine. It, so it depends something. on the chicken, but the spicy chicken sauce is so good. Um, so what, what, yeah, what, what happens is they're, they're testing this thing out and all of a sudden they see that the spicy chickens, or the zinger is gone from this uh, space KFC bucket, which yes, I the, honestly the, loved. There are space KFC buckets that, that the Green Lanterns, the Green Lantern core <laughs> somehow the Colonel is able to convince the entirety of the Green Lantern Corps to help him send chicken sandwiches into the universe. And, and that's I, I, I Miles, see, uh, this is great. This is fantastic. I so love this. on one hand, it tickles me to death. On the other hand, I'm like, oh, this is this is corporate comics at work here. You, of course, Colonel Sanders can co-op the entire Green Lantern Corps so that he can deliver chicken sandwiches across the galaxy and the guardians of the universe are are in on it 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 didn't again (laughs) visually superficially it's fun it's funny but again as soon as i think about what's happening on the page i'm i'm just i'm uncomfortable (laughs) i am uncomfortable but uh, but there's such a tongue-in-cheek attitude with it that i really kind of respect it i I feel like the writer had to the colonel is is always drawn in this like super buff put together way that makes him look like this amazing commanding presence it's so i feel like the writer had to write tongue-in-cheek otherwise they would have been like really depressed about what they were writing yeah (laughs) probably so probably so And not to say that like marketing stuff like this can't be fun because it should be, but there there's an angle that clearly was like, oh no, you have to have the Green Lantern Corps helping out Colonel Sandwich Sanders deliver his sandwiches, and that just kind of feels weird. Yeah, but but they they take a trip to all of these worlds that uh, that that the Zingers are supposed to have been sent to and were found empty, and yeah, and, and they, seeing they, Adam Strange being like, oh, I never thought I'd get to meet Colonel Sanders <laughs> of any of any DC superhero that would be excited to meet Colonel Sanders. Adam Strange is the one that I would uh, absolutely assume would be excited. That was I'm on like your, char- yeah, your, your, your C list. That's probably the holiday your day. That was in character for me. Um, I love that they go to Thanagar and they talk to, to <laughs> they talk to hot girl and she's like, yeah, it looks like some of your, some of your buddies went and took all our sandwiches. <laughs> and it makes me wonder would the, would the, would, would the Thanagarians, uh, would they want to eat a sandwich with bird meat? Is that kind of weird? I mean, hawks are predators, so no, that's true. I don't think they would care. That's true. That's true. I, the, 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 the point that the, I think the turn of this, which if you're a fan of the Green Lantern comics, you know, is coming. It turns out that all of the chicken sandwiches 
are being stolen by one particular entity. And it's one that Drew, I know, loves very much. I love this character. So I I, I went through a, a phase where I was getting really into the 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 later Jeff Johns era of the Green Lantern cores where Very good. it's not just the Green Lantern. You have the yellow lanterns and you have the the purple lanterns and you have the red lanterns and you also have the orange lanterns and where green is the the color of willpower and yellow is the color of fear and red is the color of of anger and rage. Orange is the color of greed. And that orange lantern, because because it's this is and this is one of the most perfect bits of writing. There is only ever one orange lantern, which is just a, something I will always love that that stylistic choice to make. Uh, and the current orange lantern is a character named Larflees. And it turns out that Larflees loves the zinger. The zinger is the only thing that has made Larflees feel satisfied in years decades honestly, i'm not sure this how is, long Lark this is a touch of genius alive. in this marketing piece is th- this is great because yes larf is known for having this insatiable greed and the fact that he feels just an ounce of satisfaction eating one of these chicken sandwiches th- that that concept works for me it's so it really it's does. brilliant it's really brilliant <laughs> and and then and then late stage capitalism like beats Lart Freeze because he basically <laughs> signs over a franchise uh, for a KFC to be built on his planet that he has to run. <laughs> that he has and- to run. So, again, part of part of Larflees's powers is that there is not an Orange Lantern core in the traditional sense. What there are is the Orange Lanterns have like, you know, the Green Lanterns can create constructs with their rings. Well, the Orange Lanterns can do that, too. It's just the Orange Lantern constructs are previous wielders of the Orange Lantern ring. So basically, you know, when Larflees, you know, beat whoever he had to beat to get the ring, that that person, you know, that individual, that being died and became a construct for him to wield. And so you're going to have <laughs> Orange Lantern constructs working, working a KFC franchise on the Orange Lantern planet Okara to just make Larflee's zingers. And I, there's something about that, Miles, that I, I think is just so funny. I think that's it, so it, it, good. No, so, again, I agree. It is very, very funny. And it's the story that is the aspect of the story that works the absolute best. It's also the thing where, like, I got really depressed. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I mean, because it it is such a corporate piece and it's really difficult as an adult reader to be like, yes, this is fun. And yes, again, superficially, this is a really interesting read because I'm watching this mascot. And if it had been any other mascot other than one based off a real life person, who was not a colonel. Um, well, he, he uh, Miles, you take that right back. He was a colonel. He was a Kentucky colonel, which is an official like state issued rank. Yes, in Kentucky. I know. He, 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 he got himself at, yeah, a Kentucky colonel. It's uh, not, it, it, it is, it is a, an official thing. It is not a military rank. It is. Yes, correct. It's like an honorific um, thing. And, like if it had been Tony the Tiger, 
And maybe if it had been less like, oh, I'm trying to basically convert everything into being a advertising or like, like some opportunity for KFC. Like every single line he does is some sort of pun to accentuate KFC, which I understand is the point of having Colonel Sanders <laughs> in this book, but it it stops being cute after a while and it starts being dark for me. Mm. And and that that I mean that's a, that's my problem with some some things like this. Now that said, that whole deal with Larfreeze where it's like, oh yeah, yeah, you can you can have all the sandwiches you want, but you have to sign this this deal. You have to you have to uh, adhere to every standard and practice of <laughs> uh, being a owner of KFC, and I'll be checking on you. It's it's objectively <laughs> funny. It is. It's, and 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 he's got to do it the 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 KFC way, which is apparently the 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 KFC way of doing things is called the hard way. <laughs> which is well, that it's like how how else do you? I I found I found it extremely ironic that to beat greed you have to be a hyper capitalist. <laughs> again, this this whole thing just leaves me with this very weird feeling because i'm i'm equally entertained and horrified this entire time because how jordan's just kind of along for the ride and fine with all of it he's t- well if any of if any green lantern was gonna be it'd be uh, fair enough so i think if you uh i think read the the little letters to the editor like guy Gardner writes and he's like i should have been in this not how did you yeah so you did read the letters to the editor Yes, because some of those were hilarious. Oh, like the granny goodness. Are you single granny goodness? <laughs> that was funny. I I thought that was purely funny. So, yeah, this this book was was interesting and uh, not at all like it's it's so funny that you talk about this as as corporate, you know, super corporate as if the. My Little Pony transformers or power rangers uh uh you know uh ninja turtles are not you know kind of corporate in the way that they were trying to to line up well, these I mean, big ips is it by, different by that it's, that nature, it's, is it different it's, that it's, it's a, a, a restaurant it's also actively trying to sell chicken sandwiches well i like a good chicken sandwich i have no problem with that I'm just saying that that it's a very different thing. This is this is being sold as a piece of advertising. Yes, by their very nature, any crossover is, of course, a corporate deal. They're trying to capitalize off of two existing popular IPs. I understand that. But they're also not trying to actively sell something. Yeah. Other and, than and the that, book. And, and that is where this book was released for free. Had it cost Three ninety nine, four ninety nine. I feel like I would have had a different take. I still don't feel any better about being free. Of course, it's free. That's how they get the <laughs> ideas in your head. That's how they infect you. You know, Miles. Maybe I just live too close to the big chicken. Uh, but uh, uh, the KFC big chicken. Look it up. Uh, but uh, you know, I I, I kind of want a zinger, man. I don't know. There's there's something I mean, about a zinger. Bad. I mean, they're they're. I mean, KFC is. <laughs> terrible for you um well i mean it's fried chicken of course it is Um, yeah but but to 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 wrap things up on this issue uh, because it is just one issue and i feel like we've kind of talked talked it all out i do have to say we we have tried to stretch like what 17 pages as far as we can 
the art in this book is pretty good. Uh, yes, yeah, it's some very of, solid. Some of the background references and in 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 things in this you know, stuff that's happening in the background with these big wide crowd shots of all the the Green Lanterns and all of the the uh, Guardians of the Universe and all of the uh, Thanagarians and all of that is is really really fun and I love Larflee so I can't be I can't stay mad at anything that gives my boy Larflee's uh, his due, um, but this is basically just a silly advertisement for a chicken sandwich <laughs> and that's really all all it is um but it's free and you can find it and it's it's kind of it's kind of fun in a weird weird way you have to know what you're getting into for this um but but miles i, I kind of promised the listeners and, and i i i hope you gave some thought to it because i certainly didn't um We've, we talked about comic crossovers and we looked at a lot of these and we did a lot of research on things. But is there one that you feel like you didn't see that you think you would like to have seen? Uh, insofar as like, I mean, I know we did a, uh, an episode where we both came up with our own crossovers. Um, but are you talking about like a crossover that I, I just want to see happen? Yeah, like what, what's what's something that what's what's two two comic book characters, franchises, teams that you think it would be a fun crossover? I'm I'm trying to think right now. Um, I I would like to see uh, the volume three Young Justice Teen Titans, uh, the the Jeff Johns Teen Titans. Uh, crossovered with Science Ninja Team Gotcha Man. See, there you go. That's one. That's a good one. That's pretty I good. I absolutely love to see that. Now I think, oh, oh, I want to see that. Um, for those who don't know, I'm a massive Gotcha Man fan. I, I love it. I I was introduced to it as G-Force on the Family Channel when I was a kid. Um, and uh, it's also sometimes known as Battle of the Planets. Is more popularly known as Battle of the Planets. Yes. I knew it. I knew it as G Force as well, but but we're the same age, so <laughs> I've got a yeah, I've got a massive Alex Ross G Force poster in my bedroom or in my, in my office, um, who also clearly knew it as G Force because he was the one who doing the Battle of the, the Planet comic covers, and he still had a G Force poster. Um, I, I yeah, I would I would love to see some something like that. Um, honestly, I. I I want to see stuff. I want to see like some character. I would love like Dick Grayson and Peter Parker to spend some time together. I think that would be good. I would love to see like some of these characters that like you could really make a cool character piece with, not just have some interesting fights or your typical your typical team up. I would love to see like some of these characters actively interact with you, with each other because I think that you could make some cool scenarios that could it actively impact their lives. Like they're there was a time when sometimes crossovers affected what was happening in the comics. And it wasn't often that it, that it did, but every now and then um, I, I just, I wish that kind of stuff would happen more often, but what about you? Is, is there something that you're, you're aching to see? I know we talked about, you know, some Star Trek stuff. Um, is there anything that you're like actively hoping to to see that them that, that they they pop in there? You know, it's it's funny because I tried to find a good Star Trek crossover that hadn't already been done. I mean, Star Trek X Men has already been done. I don't see Star Trek Justice League or 
Batman being really that interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and then, but then I, I thought of some silly ones. Like it's funny you mentioned gotcha man, because I was thinking, Oh, power Rangers Voltron. Uh, just because Ooh. you have two, Ooh. you have yeah. two uh, uh, color-coded teams, color-coded with, teams with, with, with robots that combine. Yeah. But then I thought, it's like, well, that's fun. I also don't know the, how fun that is. You know, it, on a surface level, it's fun, but I don't know how. You could, you could, you could get a couple issues out of that. I, I, I could see that being fun. I mean, the Zarkon, Rita, or Zed kind of team up. I could see that um, more in like the early days of the Netflix series. Um, more mm-hmm. so than the classic 100%. Voltron. Um, and didn't didn't um, they do a Voltron comic with IDW? Maybe they didn't. I don't remember. They they've done a couple of Voltron comics. Another one that I I think when you uh, proposed this last week, because I was trying, I was the reason I was so quiet at first is I knew I had something in my head, and I had forgotten it. Uh, I would love to see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Daredevil. So two. We, I think we have talked about this before because I, I, I don't know if you guys, uh, if, if you listeners out there understand the connections between these two Correct. franchises. Yes. Uh, Eastman and Laird, who created the, the Ninja Turtles, based a lot of the Ninja Turtles on the Daredevil comic that was running at the time. Was that a Frank Miller comic that was It was running? the Frank Miller run, yeah. And uh, like, you know, Daredevil goes up against the Ninja Clan, The Hand. The Ninja Turtles go up against the Ninja Clan, the foot. The foot. <laughs> it writes itself. I think that would be very fun. I think you could do a lot of stuff with uh, the Turtles and and Matt. I think it would be interesting because he's blind. So and he's also you know dealt with other creatures and stuff. He will be a very different experience for them because you know often they they don't mix well with humans. I mean they they mess with other superheroes before, so that that takes a little bit away from that but i i I would like something like that um because i would like to see some more marvel crossovers i know this year we are getting uh the first big crossover of marvel's uh other sci-fi acquisitions with ultraman being involved with the marvel universe is he getting involved in the marvel universe or with the the micronauts uh the Thing I had saw had like Spider Man and Captain Marvel and oh, I'm more interested in this now. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's it's supposed to be a a a Marvel Ultraman crossover, which I'm I'm very excited about. I read the first Ultraman series and really liked it a lot. I think I think they're on the third one now, but it they, they've been very very good. I mean, is I think it's what uh, I don't know if Kyle Higgins wrote the first one or if he just like kind of oversaw it but that's i think it's what he did when he he left power rangers was doing radiant black and then overseeing ultraman interesting and yeah i I mean get boom and marvel in a room i would love to see power rangers ultraman power rangers ultraman would be a dope uh that would be great uh it's also (laughs) it's funny that you say that because we've had super sentai ultraman crossovers at some point which is have we yeah i presume we have they cross over with common rider so i figured um so the, the ultraman Com- the Common crossed- Rider one i think was more of a a celebration type thing not an active narrative crossover they're all they all take place of, on like this that other different companies that make them but it's uh i know bandai's involved in just about everything though but i don't yeah. know yeah 
I, there's bound to be some crossover at some point. Um, but with that said, Yang, that's going to bring an end to our comic cavalcade. Uh, it's been kind of a weird month, <laughs> some really weird things. Um, but uh, I, I feel all the better for having gone through it. Uh, but let us talk about what we are doing next month. Oh, Miles. Oh, Miles. You know what? Do you know what time it is? What time is it, Drew? It's anime. No, it's not May. It's anime April. But anime April. Yes, that's right. We're going to cover two months of anime. I can't believe it. And we are going to start with something well actually it's not it's just we're going to start with it this is what we're going to cover for the next two months we're going to do a deep dive because we love doing deep dive so much of an anime franchise that has been in existence since the 1970s based on an even earlier manga lupon the third uh lupon the third focusing on the master thief character Arsene lupon the third the uh grandson of the gentleman thief the french thief Arsene lupon and his criminal gang of Zenigata, not Zenigata, uh, Goemon and uh, Fujiko and uh, all of the other gang. <laughs> I didn't have this pre-written, obviously. Uh, and we're going to take a look at each era of Lupin, and we're going to start with the first anime. Uh, and this is uh, so so the 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 first Lupin the Third Part One, which you can find on a number of streaming services. It's on Crunchyroll. It's on Amazon Prime. It's on Freebie. It's on a bunch of things. And we're only going to watch five episodes. So this is important. Episode one, episode four, episode 11, episode 14 and episode 19. Uh, and hopefully these are all standalone episodes and not part of any larger story beat. But uh, based on what we can tell, they're not. But we will see. Uh, so this is going to kick off our our master thief arc as we talk about Lupin the Third starting next week. Episodes one, four, 11, 14 and 19. And with that said, this is where we're going to end the show. If you would like to reach out to us, you can find us at themoreyounerd.com where you can find this and every other episode we have ever done. You can tweet to us at the more you nerd. You can go to facebook.com slash the more you nerd and you can email us the more you nerd at gmail.com that's the more you nerd at gmail.com and with a rousing finger licking good night we say in the show as we always do with a rousing finger licking nerd, nerd. Ouch. ouch i hate i messed that up <laughs>